All right, welcome in, everybody. It's the Important Nonsense Podcast. I am your host, Steve Bonham. You can find me everywhere at Nonsense underscore Steve. My co-host, Mr. Neil Smith, at Nonsense underscore Neil. Neil, how are you doing this evening? Oh, to those of you who also work a day job, you'll understand. I'm so much better now that that laptop is closed. So much better. Whew. What uh, a day. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of fun. Lot Can't wait fun. for that Thanksgiving break next week. Yep. That'll be nice. I know. Yeah, you and I are not alone in that. There's a lot of people who are who are frantically trying to... Ask me how I know. <laughs> a lot of people that are trying to frantically get everything done because they're just not going to be around at all next week, it feels like. So uh, as we kick off the show here, I would like to first of all uh, congratulate you for, uh, hey. for everybody that follows us uh, and has listened to the show for uh, the three years now. They know uh, about our Golden League, which we you can read all about and look up on the website. But uh, it is the long-standing league uh, that Neil and I have played in together for this is the 17th season. Yep. And uh, Neil has made the playoffs, as did I. Uh, and it is the eighth consecutive year for Neil, which is the league record. So congratulations, yeah. sir. Quite an <laughs> impressive you. feat. Coming off a championship season. Uh, really impressive. It's it's a it's one of those it's it's the uh, it's the baseball streak that it's it's never going to be touched. It's just <laughs> it's the Cal Ripken Iron Man. It just it's an yeah. untouchable number. No one's ever going to come close. Yeah, yeah, we'll never get there. Yeah. Well, we looked it up because that's what we do around here, and uh, nobody was past two on their current streak. So it's going to be a while. Going to be a while. If yeah, can it's, do it. it'd be a while for sure. Plus, that's eight but, straight uh, years, so we'll go. We'll be going. We will be going for nine next year. Believe you me, right. we will be going for nine. <laughs> so, thank you. By the way, I appreciate that. Uh, as a lot of people know, uh, especially people listening to this, because if you're listening to this, you are some sort of super fan, diehard fantasy football person. So, I think a lot of people who are just casual football fans and casual football fantasy football players don't really fully grasp like how much work actually goes into that. So I appreciate that. Thank you. And I know you know like what the struggle is. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like it's the Cal Ripken Iron Man. It's the Joe DiMaggio hit streak. It's just it's never going to be touched. Well, you also it's, know how I like to play fantasy football, which is NBA basketball yeah, GM greatest style. basketball GM yeah. in fantasy football. Uh, also, a congratulations to uh, the ransom note writer himself, Mr. Yes. Kevin McCarthy. Oh, we should have unveiled that. Oh no, no. Gonna change his identity. We should have told people. He is uh, number one seed for the first time ever. So congrats to him on a, a great regular season, and hopefully can carry over uh, to a championship in the playoffs. Uh, so with that out of the way, let's talk about fantasy football. That'd be great. It would. Be awesome let's talk about fantasy football that everybody actually cares about. Uh, I mean, so I guess. we mentioned this yesterday. Uh, and I just thought it was a remarkable stat to to just go back over. But again, the Peyton Manning unbelievable season in 2013 when he shattered all those records, the the breakneck pace that he was on, uh, he actually scored about 25.4 points per game that season. Pat Mahomes set the all-time quarterback record last year at 26 point four points per game and the all-time record for any fantasy player at any position is marshall falk from the greatest show on turf 2000 rams 
uh, at 27.1 points per game. Lamar Jackson is at 27.6 right now. So, I mean, he can't throw the ball, though, right? Doesn't matter. Like, he can't, Not relevant. He can't throw the ball. 200 yards rushing and three touchdowns. 150 yards passing. He's just running. He's just ripping them off. I believe at this point he is about 250 rush yards away from breaking Michael Vick's single-season rushing record. It's And he's got six games to do it. We've played ten games. Yeah, we've played ten games. And he's going to do it unless something horrible happens. But it's interesting how this conversation started uh, because I brought that up to you. I was saying Lamar has to be on some sort of record pace. And you actually were the one who clued me in to the Mahomes had broken Peyton Manning's longstanding record. I was actually unaware that Peyton Manning's record had been eclipsed last year. So that was also fascinating. And then it's already, well, we'll see. We've got, we've got uh, you know, six more games to go through here. But we'll see if Lamar can hold on. And that would be remarkable. You know what I mean? In back, nobody's touched that Peyton Manning record for like seven years. And then it would be, it would be broken like consecutively. That'd be really impressive. Like I think it, it would be interesting too. First of all, number one, this must be how all the Mahomes people felt last year. Like because this just oh, feels great. Yeah, it feels great. We were pretty yeah, much like the great. only people who were all pro Lamar. Yeah. In the preseason, not worried about it. Not Everybody was he can't throw the ball. I don't want it. Yeah. And even at even at that, we had him at like what fifteen, six like. Yeah. That was high for the industry. And and some and he's just crushing it right now. So I for I finally understand how those Mahomes people felt last year. Uh yeah, but nice. number two. Uh number two, uh it's it's kind of a remarkable debate because we've talked about Lamar and we've talked about Michael Thomas and the impressive season that he's having and Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey, in his last, I believe it's 18 games, he only has one game that was less than, like, uh, 12 points. It's unbelievable. He had a seven at one point one week when they basically shut him down. Other than that, he's just been white hot. You're welcome, America. Welcome to the official home of that prediction, by the way. So, again, I would have to think... That's going to be the great debate this year, right? It's like uh, McCaffrey is on an all-time streak in terms of double digit production and consistency. Thomas, Thomas is probably the only receiver Michael Thomas at the MVP is, level conversation. Probably the right. only guy. Michael Thomas is dominating in a way we haven't seen pretty much ever. We talked about the fact that through his first four seasons he has the most receptions by anyone and that was with seven games left still. Yeah. And, he has and, more and that, touchdowns. By the way, folks, when we say everyone, yes, we are including Jerry Rice. Just everybody. There. Everyone. Like, and he has more receptions in his career to this point than Ted Ginn has in his entire career. And he's played three and a half seasons. That's it's my unbelievable. favorite. Part. That's my favorite. Stat. I love that. That stat. was the best. Stat. That was the best. Stat. Cut to Kevin saying, man, Darth Vader yelling no somewhere. <laughs> but, but that's amazing. That's an amazing stat. So, I mean, and then you've got Lamar. And my argument that Lamar is the fantasy MVP, you, I, I, for a while you could say the Patriots. They've cooled off the Patriots' defense. But again, yeah, the, the whole reason they were in the conversation the same as Lamar is I will, you know, hearken back to my PFF team, which shout out to the PFF guys who are starting the playoffs this week. Uh, 
you have a guy like Lamar, who was my third quarterback in that league, who I got in the 15th round. And that's, and I'm not alone in that. Like, that's basically his ADP this year was the well, 14th, got, 15th it's it's round. Everybody succumbed to the recency bias of yeah. watching him get undressed in that playoff game by the Patriots. That was what it was. Like that. And so he just cratered in the rankings and yeah and everybody uh, kind of was was out on it you you could get Lamar like I said for free in the 14th 15th 16th round depending on your format and style and whatever whereas you had to spend a top five pick on McCaffrey you had to spend a top 10 pick to get Michael Thomas so so like those guys are having incredible seasons sure but they're just cashing in what you paid for him yeah relative to what you paid well above what you ever expected you'd get out of him. Oh, no, he hit, like his, he hit his ROI like that. week seven. I think by and week for seven. For me, I think because ROI. of that, he's going to end up winning so many leagues. And yeah, he'll be a part. More than likely, it's it's highly unlikely, I should say, that you have Christian McCaffrey and Michael Thomas on the same team. Like, you had to have some kind of draft where everybody hated those guys and it's a 10-team league and you got them at <laughs> 10 and 11 somehow. Or you, you know played I mean? in a draft pick trading league and you had like multiple right. round picks or right. second like, something. Y- something like it. Yeah, like some something crazy had to happen for that work. There's a hundred percent chance that you could have a team that has McCaffrey and Lamar. Or sure. Michael Thomas and Lamar. Like and he could be life. on a stacked roster and, you and love you're life. loving life right now. You love yeah. life. Life so, is great. life is good. Because of that, like I said, he's gonna be this year's Mahomes. He's gonna win people leagues. It's I what think was the because one of that he has to be the MVP? What was the one that our that our friend who I won't name on here was talking about? The guy who had Lamar and Kelsey, for example. Like you know what I mean? You could have a yeah. team like that: Lamar, Kelsey, and something else that's nice. I mean, you're going to win a lot of games at this point. So. Right. And then re- the, moving forward, projecting it forward, if he was to break that Peyton Manning record and the Mahomes record and the Greatest Show on Turf record, what is his ADP for next year going to be? What does that look like? That's gonna yeah, be, I mean, it, that's it's got to be, be Mahomes, right? It's got to be end of the first round. Yeah, it's like it's it because there's only two quarterbacks that have ever been worth a first round pick in the history of fantasy football, and it's Peyton Manning in 2013 and Patrick Mahomes last year. And you wouldn't have paid a first round pick for Patrick Mahomes last year. So his ADP for this year ended up being back end of the first round, top of the second, depending on who you're playing with. So yeah, yeah and that I hasn't mean, panned out. No, it hasn't. That's what's that's why we always say don't do that. Well, and then the same we're very, thing. I we're mean, very that's, clear about that. that. Don't do that. We also can float into the very famous uh, uh, Matthew Barry, Michael Vick on the Eagles. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, that's the most famous blow up, which is unfair. Uh, you know, the last it's 10 games unfair. of the season when Michael Vick went crazy and was setting all the records. And if you projected out across 16 games, he'd be the highest scoring player ever. Yeah, all of that. So, again, you could make the argument that that he's going to be the most valuable player at his position next year and that you certainly should, you know, take a swing at it. But the uh, the argument, again, for me is just that quarterback is so deep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're, this Even is going this to be year. the second consecutive week that I have Jeff Driscoll in the top 10. Well, that's, that's what I was just where say. quarterback Even, is in fantasy. Even this I mean, year, with all the quarterbacks getting hurt, it's still crazy deep. You know what I mean? How many guys got yeah. hurt? And it's still super deep. Like, you Matt still have Stafford no was a top 12. five quarterback this season. He gets yeah. hurt, and his backup is a top 10 guy right now. I, I mean, that's Lamar is crushing it, and he is absolutely carrying teams. But 
at the same time, the position is so deep, I still wouldn't pay the price tag for it. I feel like I could get another quarterback at a better value later on in the draft. I could find next year's Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Kyler Murray. There you go. Who is having himself a lovely little campaign (laughs) as a rookie. My, my, my. move on to news, though. Well, see, the problem with that is Kyler Murray was going as, like, the seventh quarterback off the board this year. I know, I know. It was too high. It was too high. Imagine what it'll be next year. I know. It'll be Baker Mayfield. Uh, It'll be, yeah, and that's too high. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. All right, so quarterback tight end news. Ian Rappaport is reporting, speaking of Matt Stafford, he'll be sidelined until week 16. It is now the Jeff, the Jeff Driscoll Show. As I mentioned, you're welcome, America. I had him in the top 10 last week. Cha-ching. That cashed in pretty good. Got him back in the top 10 this week. He's still in the 20s. Come well, on. For, Come for, on, expert for, consensus. For expert consent, I was going to say. Watch who you're talking to, because I don't have him in the 20s. I have him at 10. Yeah, well, that's because you're an intelligent individual, Neil. Well, I've always said that about you. It's It's... I would actually want to have him higher, but it's Washington, so I kind of feel like they're just going to give the ball to Bo Scarborough a ton in the second half when they're already up by 25. Like, that's that's Washington this season. So that's I mean, that's, that's actually fair. why I knocked him down a little bit. Um, I'd rather talk about Bo Scarborough. That's fascinating. It's a fascinating I mean, it topic. It really was. Um, on the waiver column this week, for sure. Could not be but, more right about Ty Johnson, by the way. Oh, God, yeah, you're welcome so, on that, too. I'm so we, right about um, this. Boy, did Bo we say Scarborough stay away from that. comes off the street to make me right. Dunk Thank again. You, oh. Oh, I love you, Bo. Bo is, like, one of my favorite players just because of how right that he made me in that in that day. Like, it was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, that was, that was pretty amazing. Um, but, I, I mean, yes, Driscoll, absolutely someone you should be adding off of waivers. Don't buy into expert consensus. They also had him near 30 last week. I they dropped don't know what Daniel Jones about. in a 16-team league to pick up and start Jeff Driscoll. So I'm with there you. There you go. Not a keeper league, by the way. Wouldn't do that in keeper league. Only yeah, no. Yep. Uh, David Njoku has been designated to return from the IR. He is practicing. Do you care? Maybe. A couple weeks from now, ask me that question again. Um, he apparently had the wrist surgery he told them he wasn't going to have. So I don't know what that means. I'd like to get some more clarification on that. That's why I say I don't care yet. If he's going to play and they're going to designate him to return, I might care a little bit as it relates to Jarvis Landry, who's been enjoying him not being. Yeah, but even when he was there and healthy, he wasn't doing anything. Yeah, but he had he had some production late in the year last year. You know what I mean? It's in there somewhere. Sure. It, it's it's yeah, floating around in there. They just got to get it worked out. They figured it out a couple times down the stretch last year. Uh, Mark Walton was cut. You happy now? A little bit. You happy? A little bit. I I mean, he he couldn't give him the one game. I'm happy by how upset it makes you. (laughs) I'm not actually happy about Mark Walton. Actually, I wish Mark Walton well. He seems like he needs... Well, see, the reason that he got cut is the reason that I don't really wish Mark Walton well. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that's We won't go into that here, but still... History of off-field issues, not 100% surprising. It's disappointing to see the talent uh, not be able to uh, ever come through, but I got to believe he's probably done. uh, I don't know. What he's done in limited, you know, When you get cut from the NFL's way station, the CFL team that's in the NFL right now, and you get cut from that, I don't know where you go. 
So uh, I mean, like I said, given the limited opportunity, he hasn't been spectacular, and now this comes up, and he just brings all the baggage with him. I, I gotta had, believe he's done. As you pointed out before, he already had baggage. I I have Mark Walton to the XFL. There, I said it. XFL won't even want that. Um. So <laughs> wow. I I would say this though, Mark Walton now out. Uh, Kenyon Drake is in Arizona. It's the Kalen Balaz show, for better or worse. Oh, emphasis worse. on worse. It'll be worse. Uh, uh, so like, what? So like what's your take a, on Balaz? Balaz is fine. He's gonna be your your standard flexy kind of weirdo. Now that we're past the buys, probably doesn't gonna make it to RB two anymore. But kind of a, a weird flex option that's got an upside for like a twelve if he happens to fall into the end zone because his yards per carry is something like one. So that's going to end up defeating him at some point. Uh, I actually think they want to get the ball to Philip Laird, weirdly. Who Patrick has been, Laird. Thank you. See, that's how irrelevant he is. Yes, Patrick. but you are correct. I was going to say and the same thing. Yep. That actually, to me, is I think it's Balaj for now. If Balaj comes out there and keeps looking like he looked last week where he's running for one yard per carry, got the touchdown for you to bail you out so you like that. Uh, but he's kind of a flex. He can't catch Steve. And I hate that's the analysis, but like we have so much tape over the last year and a half of him attempting to catch a football that it's pathetic and Laird can catch. So I got to believe that at some point with how that offense works, they're going to go to Laird. Let's be clear here too. Kalen Balazs has been the starter, quote unquote starter the entire season. Pretty much. Uh, and even when he was splitting carries with Drake and Walton, he was the goal line back. Yes. Uh, so the, I'll just rattle this off real quick for you here. Uh, Kalen Balaj this season, two, two, four, one, seven, seven, three, two, nine, thirteen, because he fell in the end zone this week. Yep. No, thank you. Yeah. It is there a you whole go. lot of ugly, even in great opportunity. It is objectively it's, it's, terrible. I'm telling you, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of a weird touchdown-dependent flex option. So that's what it is. If you want that and you need some sort of terrible like, deal, because there's nothing else, he's going to play. But it's not something that, like, like I picked him up and played him last week because it was either that or play Royce Freeman, who they said all week wasn't going to get any carries, and then, behold, they didn't give him any carries. And then when they did, he looked terrible. So I played him, and I get rewarded with the touchdown. I have zero interest in retaining him on my 12-team PPR league. Like, he's getting cut immediately as soon as the next anything is available on that waiver wire yes. that isn't Kalen Balazs. So that's yeah, and I mentioned in the uh, strength of schedule report today as well, uh, the Dolphins have the 28th rated schedule rest away. So, I- I'm not interested. It's in why I'm more interested in Laird, frankly. Yeah, if he's, I if mean, Laird's down the stretch, gonna... they got to see what they've got. Yeah, if Laird's going to be out there catching passes, they're going to throw a lot of dump-off passes. They've been trying to throw him Balazs. He just so yeah, if you've got why. the roster space, you're in a keeper league or a dynasty league. Laird is a guy I would stash to see if something comes of it at the end of the year. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, super... I don't think any of the running backs in Miami are going to be useful for this season's purposes. No, nah, that's pretty much over. Balage is going to be this like horrible single digit number or a twelve or a thirteen if it falls into the end zone for you. So if that's all you need, then that's all you need. But not something I really want to rely on at all. Uh, Damian Williams left Monday Night Football with a rib injury. McCoy also exited early. He also only had 11 carries. 
one week after being a healthy scratch because they're trying to limit his workload the rest of the season. Neil, it's Daryl Williams and you know who. Is it finally time? I see that cease and desist order made it onto the show finally. <laughs> I can't name him. It's Is like it? Voldemort. I can't put it. it out there. <laughs> I'll do it because Steve can't. Is it Darwin Thompson season? Uh, not yet. Possibly not this year. I think it's. I think it's actually. Uh, I think it's Daryl Williams' season. Frankly, um, I we'll see how hurt McCoy actually is. Uh, and then Damian Williams. And Williams, seems, I think that's the con- one. That's I was gonna the say team. we'll see what, what happens to Williams because he's been questionable like his whole career. Is what I was gonna say. Like he's he's questioned. He's one of those guys that's like questionable all the time. It's, he's just kind of injury prone. So, like I think if you're like me and you're a truther. The only hope you have is that Damian Williams sits out a couple of weeks with the injury and they continue to rest McCoy for a playoff run so that it's Daryl Williams and Thompson. Yep, and, and Darwin Thompson. And they, you know, kind of split the workload for a few weeks with McCoy getting spliced in here and there. And all of a sudden, they're, they catch fire in a bottle and they're like, oh man, look at this. We got. We got something here with this kid, and they give him more work. That's about the only hope at this point, but I, I think it's slim to none. Only, the I, think the, I think the only area where it's fair to continue to roster Darwin is Dynasty and mostly Dynasty. <laughs> mostly Dynasty, yep. and if you have like some sort of really deep keeper league and you want to keep him for, for free to see how this all shakes out for next year. I think that's where we're at with Darwin Thompson. Marlon Mack fractured his right hand. He is out tomorrow versus the Texans after having hand surgery. He is expected to play next week with a cast. He'll have to carry the ball with his left hand, which uh, could be a ball control issue. But pass catching is not going to be an option, basically. However, he's only averaged 1.4 I targets was going to say, okay, wow. As it is. Yeah. Yeah, he doesn't really so catch passes it, it, anyway. It, right, it doesn't really affect his whole game. Um... So Marlon Mack was around RB 18, 19, 20. Where is he now with the fractured hand? Nah, somewhere in the neighborhood of like 25. He's going to... So he's slides gonna, a little bit, but not he's gonna He's going to slide... Yeah, he slides a little bit, but... Because it's mostly because he can't change hands when he's running, which is actually more limitation than it sounds like, because guys are going to be trying to whack your hand and, and uh, to hurt you. And also, because they know you can only keep carrying the one hand, they'll be swinging for the ball. So you have that problem. Um, and also his schedule, as, as we've pointed out many times on this show, is not ideal. Although it didn't matter until he fractured his hand last week, he was on a he was on quite the tear. Uh, so it's unfortunate that he's going to miss this game, but I give him a little bit of a downgrade just because I think he might have one or two extra fumbles in there, and also just because he is beat up. Uh, the three headed monster might get just a little bit more. While he's out, Jonathan Williams, who actually led the league in rushing this weekend. Uh, Jordan Wilkins was coming back from injury, and of course our guy Naheem Hines will all be splitting the workload. Hines, the pass catcher, PPR, he's the guy that I would prefer and I believe you would prefer as well, correct? Yes, and PPR, yeah, absolutely. That's what I would like. And then uh, Williams and Wilkins kind of eating into each other uh, the rest of uh, the workload there. If Wilkins is out, I like Williams fine. Try yeah, that. I could see that. that. Sure. Try saying mm-hmm. that three times fast. By the way, um, but yeah, yeah like that, I have Williams rated at twenty-seven. 
because yeah. of the matchup and because I think they're going to run them a ton like they I, did this I past week. I think they are too. I think that's part of the game plan because it's a Thursday night game too, so that's usually the game plan. <laughs> now, if they fall behind in that game, yeah, it's all yeah, game flow. Like then it's Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines time, so. yeah. What I would prefer is if Wilkins was ever deactivated because then Williams would get the whole that half of the job effectively to himself. And I think, as we've seen in you know limited sample, uh, he can run. <laughs> He's got some chops. So if he had the whole thing to himself, yeah. I'd be much more excited. Agreed there. Meanwhile, Robert Woods was a last second healthy scratch with a family matter on Sunday night. He is still not back with the team handling that. So we wish him well, whatever it is he is taking care of. Brandon Cooks is expected to be back this week. If you've been relying on Robert Woods, you obviously need a contingency plan. Josh Reynolds is the obvious choice. Uh, is there anybody else you're looking at to possibly fill in that void? Uh, on the Rams, no, not necessarily. Um, there's nobody like else that's on the. We saw the other Michael Thomas that the Rams have. And, right. Uh, mm-hmm. No, thank you. So there's yeah, there's not a whole lot on uh, on the Rams that I would be interested in. Now, if we want to go and do waiver wire pickups, there's certainly some guys that I think are out there in a lot of leagues that uh, that could help you out. Um, are you done with Zach Pascal, for example? Two bad weeks. Uh, if T.Y. Hilton is healthy, sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. If T.Y., yeah, exactly. Uh, James Washington is an interesting one who's available in a ton of leagues. Um, All right. Well, now you're just skipping ahead in the news. I mean, I don't, I just, would you just give me a second? I'm actually, I'm actually reading the waiver wire. I'm actually literally reading the waiver wire. (laughs) I'm sorry. That's, that's actually what's going on there. But I just, why'd you mention Will Fuller too? It's a, it's a, it's just a coincidence. (laughs) It's actually funny. Uh, Uh, How about DD Westbrook? Or is he too heavily owned? Which is a definite possibility. I just yeah, think he's got to be somebody who's like he's floating. Still, he's still owning a ton of leagues. Um, or Chris Conley, sixty-three. Conley should be should qualify. I would think. Jags uh, wide receivers. Yeah, Conley qualifies. Uh, so yeah, oh, there's there a few go. of those. Um, but yeah, there's there's other name. Also, uh, shameless plug alert. There's also obviously the waiver column that we publish on importantnonsense.com every Sunday, first in the industry. Fanatical about it. Numero uno. So there are a ton of names on that list, uh, including players like Randall Cobb, Darius Slayton, Debo Samuel, and Devonta Parker, which are all guys that I would like as replacements over... Well, if Reynolds isn't available, he'd be on that list too. But there's no one else on the Rams that I'd be interested in. Uh, Tyreek Hill left Monday night's game hurt with a hamstring injury, finished with a goose egg. What a shame. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Sound more uh, positive about it, Steve. Get more excited. <laughs> I- I'm you have no idea, America. He was so jacked. <laughs> Especially when somebody we know texted to the- everybody else we know, hashtag thanks for nothing. <laughs> oh, BT dubs uh, Hunter Renfro also. Oh, yeah. Yeah, list. yeah. Hunter Renfro is a good one. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I just saw that on my list over here. But, uh, yeah, not to smoke bomb you there, but Tyreek Hill finishes with a zero. Uh, so he should be good after the bye. MRI came back clean. Uh, we also have an interesting uh, question about Tyreek Hill that we'll, we'll talk about later. Foreshadowing. Oh. 
Uh, Amari Cooper was basically a no-show on the stat line this week. He's still fighting through that knee injury, according to a report. Michael Gallup sure had a day because of it. But if you're an Amari Cooper owner, that doesn't mean anything to you. Yeah. So how yeah. concerned are you about this <laughs> knee injury? Uh, Pretty concerned, clearly. Um, He did not look like himself. And then you add to that Darius Slay was draped all over him. Uh, It's just a question of, since they're playing the Patriots, it's a question of how hurt do the Patriots think he is. You know like, what I mean? This is another. This is another one where it's like you love for him to play through it and and you know produce and fight through the pain and all that. But I'd rather him take a zero and sit out a week and get a hundred percent healthy than go out there as a decoy and put up a four. Yeah, you don't want to Roddy White yourself out of the NFL. Well, Fine. it's not that. It's just the fact that in my lineup. How does that oh, help yeah. me? If, yeah, if you're active and saying you're fine and you put up a four, I'd rather yeah. take the zero and replace you with sure. someone who's going to put up more than four points. Sure, remember that time the Cardinals trolled everybody about David Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That aged uh, well, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is questionable to play tomorrow. He could be back. So uh, definitely want to watch that leading up to game time. He went through the walkthrough today, but otherwise hasn't practiced. We still don't know if he's even been cleared for contact, let alone game action, but something to monitor. Are you starting him if he's playing? Uh, depends on my the rest of my other options. If I've got good wide receivers, uh, no, but I could definitely see a scenario where I would have no other choice to put him in at flex because... Yeah, be talked into it. Yeah, well, it's also, look, I know it's a Thursday night game and that's not ideal, but have you seen the Texans defense? Hey, whoa, remember... That's a great point. Never play a Thursday night player as a yeah. flex. I I don't like this idea at all, the idea of playing him. I feel like you're playing with an extreme amount of fire with this, and I'm kind of hoping they do everybody a favor and just sit him down one, one more week and bring him back next week on full rest, and everybody will be feel – I feel confident about that. This I don't feel confident about at all. It's a common mistake that a lot of like newer players make when they first start playing fantasy, but you never ever leave a Thursday night football player in, in your flex spot ever. If you, if you're going to play T Y Hilton tomorrow, you play him as a wide receiver. And that way, if something else happens and you need to make an adjustment to your lineup, you have more flexibility going into the weekend. Yeah. So you can't, you gotta, you gotta commit to it as like wide receiver two or three, I guess, depending on your format. But I, I do not like, I can understand how you'd have no other options. Believe me, there are formats where people will be playing T.Y. Hilton because of lack of options. If that's your situation, I sympathize and I understand. However, if I have anything else resembling other options, I'm doing that. I do not want to, even though it's on paper a pretty good matchup, I don't trust this at all. I don't trust it. Uh, Juju is out week 12 dealing with a concussion and a knee injury. Uh, that means that Deontay Johnson, who was already the number one receiver in Pittsburgh, is for sure the number one receiver in Pittsburgh this weekend. Uh, does that mean it's James Washington season? To the extent that they're going to throw the ball, I think so. I think yeah. they're, I think they're both going to get theirs, such as it is, when he only gets 22 passing attempts this week. And uh, no, if you really want to know what I think, I think it's Jalen Samuel season <laughs> for a 20 on like 11 dump off passes that's or 60 yards rushing and 10 you know what i mean that's what i'm expecting i'm expecting a lot of running back action uh against cincinnati 
Uh, we talked about it yesterday as well. Uh, can you even put the prop bet with Vegas on whether or not there will be a fist fight in this game? Or would no one take that there won't be a fist fight? I don't think anybody would take no fight. That was the that's, conclusion that's the we problem. came to as a yep. consensus yesterday. Is that, that You can't actually make that prop bet because no one would give you the option of it, there not being a fist fight. Because there's 100% going to be a fist fight in this. And then Will Fuller, a game time call tomorrow, if you are still interested in that. Good luck to you. You want to talk about lack of other options. There you go. Fantasy season is in full swing, but you can get covered with roto assurance for your DFS team. All you have to do is draft your team on any DFS platform out there, then head over to rotoassurance.com and fill out the daily fantasy insurance form. All they need is some basic information like your name, email, how much the contest entry fee is, and the player that you want to insure. When you're doing that, you can enter promo code NONSENSE, that's N-O-N-S-E-N-S-E, to get 20% off of your coverage. If your insured player gets injured in the first half and does not return for the second half of the game due to that injury, then you're covered. You get your full entry fee back to that DFS contest. So what do you have to lose? Head on over to rotoassurance.com, use promo code NONSENSE to save 20% on your plan, and remember that injuries can happen at any time, so sign up today. May I play devil's advocate for a moment? It's time for some devil's advocate. Who the devil are you? Debating the topics. There's still one thing that doesn't make sense. The community is talking about. Now, what were we talking about? <laughs> All right, Neil, here we go. Full point PPR, flex position. You want Tyrell Williams or Tevin Coleman? Oh, my. Well, I think I know the answer that you're going to get. Because I went sure through you. your rankings after they were published. Uh, For me... Sorry, I found Tyrell Williams with great ease, but... Tevin Coleman has eluded me. Yeah, well, you do that. Tyrell Williams is my slam dunk answer. I have Tyrell Williams as a top 10 wide receiver play this week. There he is. I'm not as high as you, but I agree. It's Tyrell. Yeah, Tyrell I mean, Williams like Jets. Tyrell Williams against the Jets, just opportunity on top of opportunity. They're going to be throwing the ball a ton. I feel like that game on paper looks ugly, but I feel like it could actually turn into a, a shootout a little bit. So... Yeah, Tyrell Williams for me, all the way to the moon. All right, Neil, here we go. This is, this is the uh, the foreshadowed Tyreek Hill question I had for you, all right? Trade question. Half point PPR. The guy needs to win weeks 12 and 13 to make the playoffs, all right? Okay. So he's got Joe Mixon, Tevin Coleman, and an injured Marlon Mack. So that clearly isn't helping him. He has at wide receiver Tyreek Hill, DeAndre Hopkins, John Brown, and Adam Thielen. With Hill and Thielen on the bye, he was offered Derrick Henry and Tyrell Williams for Tyreek Hill. Would you do it? You said half point PPR? Yes. Yeah. I'm doing that right now, actually. 
because right, gives me, I, I gives feel me, like, like that's Derek easy. Henry. It gives me Derrick Henry. Tyrell Williams yes. is nice. That's nice, and I'm actually going to enjoy that this week when I play him. And then I can't exactly. really count on it week to week after that. But great matchup this week, and the Raiders do have a soft schedule as we talked about. So, sure, yeah, because it gives me Derrick Henry. And if I need to win, and now I've got Marlon Mack not playing, I the other options are not doing it for me. <laughs> and right. with, Ty- with Tyree Kill, I'll miss the upside, but can't play him this week. And you got to win this week. Not helping you this week. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it kind of is like de- self-defeating. You know what I mean? He, well, he might to be me, able to help you next week. Even taking out the even taking out the the obvious fact that you have to win the two weeks, even if that wasn't a factor in it. For me personally, if it's Tyreek Hill for Derrick Henry, straight up, I'm yeah, doing probably that. Probably doing that anyway. <laughs> and you're yeah. gonna throw in Tyrell Williams on top of it? Oh my, I'm taking that deal. I fleeced you. I am absolutely taking that deal. Yeah, so I, I just wanted to make guy. sure I wasn't crazy in that no, advice there. No, I'm doing that because I'm going to play Derrick Henry pretty much the rest of the year. For example, if we're just going by my flex rankings for this week, Derrick Henry is six. <laughs> my yeah, flex for flex. For That's flex. not running back. That's no, flex. Six at flex is very different than six at running back. Okay? Like... So yeah, he's yeah. a top ten play rest of season, borderline top five, and I'm gonna love that because at this point, what would his other receivers be? Help me out here a little bit because he would have Tyrell Williams, and do we know? Ha- so Adam it, Tyrell Williams, back? and then he'd have Hopkins, John Brown, and Adam Thielen when Thielen's healthy. Yeah, fine. I'm gonna play. Uh, so this week I'm gonna play Hopkins, and I'm gonna play Brown and Tyrell Williams. Williams, and I'm gonna play Brown at the flex. And yeah. There you go, and I'm going to play Derrick Henry and one of my other running backs that you had listed that you had listed that isn't Marlon Mack. Well, I think actually what it would end up being is uh, Hopkins, Tyrell Williams, Brown, and then uh, Tevin Coleman, Joe Mixon, and Henry, because you would need a flex in there. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. If you're playing in that scoring style, for sure. Yeah, if you play three wide receivers. Yeah. Yes. All right. Either way, some, uh, that's going to app action going. I, I think you put yourself in a much better position to to win both of those games by doing that deal. Agreed. All right, uh, pick one, Neil. You got Josh Allen, Derek Carr, and Nick Foles. Six point passing touchdown. Yeah, I I, I waited on that on the app too. I uh, for everybody, it's it's uh, it's Allen. It's Allen, and I know the six point passing touchdowns makes a difference. And I know some people would say it's probably Carr. It swings it. But for me, no, it's uh, it's still Allen, even in six-point passing touchdowns. Yep, I still follow the rushing floor. Yep, the rushing floor will still carry him, even in the six-point passing touchdown format. I understand that Derek Carr has a fantastic on-paper matchup, but um, a lot can go wrong with that if Josh Jacobs manages to like bunny his way into the end zone a couple times. Ooh, this is a classic case of don't get cute. Dak versus the Patriots or Brissett versus the Dolphins? I answered that question too. It's Dak. It's Dak. I, yeah. and, and don't Again, get cute. Don't, don't get cute. You you play your stud. Like, yes, he has a tougher matchup. He has a th- yes, a Brissett has the best matchup ever. However, don't just don't be cute about it. Just, I answered just play it with your my stud. Rankings. I answered that one yeah. with my rankings. I have Dak at five. I have Brissett at nine. Even with the matchups. Yes, that is what it is. Uh, we will discuss this here even though we've talked about it several times off air. Uh, somebody dropped Marlon Mack. Do you pick them up? 
Yeah, uh, that, and that gentleman had the second overall waiver priority. Uh, yeah, I'm doing that right now. Um, he's only going to miss the one game, and when he gets back, I understand we talked about it, bad schedule, but he was RB18, as we talked about, and I said town at 25. What if I'm wrong? I know, hardly ever happens, but what what if I'm wrong, and it's and he stays at RB18, 19, 20? His other options, uh, there's a clear... In my mind, there was a clear choice there that had to be made. If you had to cut another running back, I'm I would have done it. Uh, yes, he he listed him on here. Uh, let's see. It was I can tell you it was Todd Gurley. Oh yeah, Todd Gurley, Kareem Hunt, Sony Michelle, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake. And you got to cut. And, and Drake if you got to cut a running back. Cut. If you yeah. got to cut a running yep. back, you got to cut Kenyon Drake. I don't want to hear about how he's the starter. I don't want to hear about it. Like, I, yeah, today, sure, for right now, Marlon Mack is also the starter when he's healthy. I would absolutely prefer to have Marlon Mack over Kenyon Drake rest of the season. Stop it. Stop it. You're crazy. Stop it. Again, even if we lived in this world where Chase uh, Edwards was done and you had uh, David Johnson was done for the was, year. So yeah, it was there, just Edmonds Drake. And Johnson were both on the IR and it was just Drake. Yep. Still want- I still would want Marlon Mack. So the fact that the two of them are coming back after the bye and it's just going to cloud it up and they have the worst running back schedule rest of season, no way, no thank you. Yeah, give me Marlon Mack, who once he takes this week off, he's going to be running with the claw. But you know what? I, I'd rather take my chances on that than on Kenyon Drake suddenly learning how to play football. Half point PPR, Devin Singletary or Scary Terry? Oh, see, that's like, I, I love that question. That's like a straight choice. It's like a, a it's like a straight choice and... uh I'm going Singletary. I still can't trust Haskins. Yeah. And I am. And I think that Terry is yep. going to now it's, end up uh, getting slay, per my flex, right? Per, yes, he will. And per my flex rankings, Devin Singletary, 45. Terry McLaurin, 54. So, uh, so there you go. Um, I Me am. no likey. I would take my, I'd rather take my chances on Devin Singletary catching some sort of dump-off touchdown against Denver in a game that I expect Denver to struggle in. Because for those of you who don't follow this, and why would you? uh, Denver, historically, is incredibly bad at playing the early game in Buffalo. It's a weird thing, but for whatever reason, it's the last 10 years, they underperform all of their projections in that game every year. They're really bad at it. I think it has to do with the time change. Can't really say for sure, but they are hideously bad in that game regularly. So I'm a little bit out on the Broncos right now. So maybe he gets his dump-off touchdown. Oh, <laughs> heading into the playoffs, do I pick up Brady and drop Josh Allen? No. <sighs> For the love of God, no. I, uh, I, I mentioned on the uh, Strength of Schedule report today, every Wednesday on ImportantNonsense.com, uh, that Josh Allen trending up to being a top 10 yeah. running back rest of season. Uh, with the rushing floor, with the easy schedule. I think you mean quarterback. <laughs> uh, no, running back. I mean, he's right there. It's Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar Jackson territory. It's Lamar Jackson-esque. Yeah. It's just not as pronounced. He's a top 10 running back. I believe it. Have you seen running yeah, back? He's he top 10 starter rest, rest of the season. Yeah. So, a- absolutely, I'd, I'd rather have Josh Allen. Tom Brady is actually uh, near the 20s rest of season well did you see how in last week's game they had to outsource the passing to julian edelman yeah exactly yeah okay also Don't, muhammad Sanu like... at some point will get in on that so yeah. oh yeah don't they think that that'll guys. stop 
they got a lot of guys that can throw on that team. Don't don't worry, they'll figure something out. It's just it's not going to be <laughs> that. How could you have confidence in Brady after what we've seen? It's not one game. Don't paint me as like it's not just that Eagles game. It's a trend. That oof, that's scary. And here's another one. I'm not doing I mean, that. I want Allen all just, day. People are scared. Josh Allen or Carson Wentz. I'm not getting this. Like, what is the problem what? here, people? What do you? What's what the you other doing? one on the quarterback old bus list that I'm looking at of Carson Wentz and Tom Brady? I don't want either of that. No, Allen all day. Allen on both of those. Yeah, it's it's not even close. That's. I would question if I had Allen whether or not I would even need to roster Brady or Wentz if I had them both. When would you play Brady or Wentz? Right. That's right, see, this, this is an interesting one uh, because I'm not understanding what their other options are. So you need to pick two for flex. You've got Michael Gallup, Mark Andrews, Devontae Parker, Terry McLaurin. Who's your other tight end if Mark Andrews is your flex? You got Kelsey, maybe? That's interesting. Like, are you, you starting Waller? Darren Waller? Maybe you got I Waller. Mean, maybe you got Waller. Waller's a good, is an interesting one. And you're really, really super I guess, but like, I have Andrews at tight end one. Yeah, so. I actually have Andrews over Waller. I have Andrews in my flex Me too, rankings yeah. at 21. Well, there you go. I mean, that's Playing what I'm saying. Andrews. Like Andrews for me is the is your starting tight end. So I'd rather know who yeah. the other tight end is. Right. Um, but um, that's just, that's eliminate Mark Andrews from the equation. Sure. So uh, if I've you got pick, Gallup over Parker slightly, but they're both yeah, Gallup, there. Parker, or McLaurin. Yeah, I've got. It would go Gallup, Parker, me. But Gallup and Parker, order, right? Yes, in that order. Gallup and Parker though are separated by two slots. Okay. Gallup normally uh, but, would be. This would normally be easy, by the way, if it wasn't this matchup. It yeah. would be Gallup. It would be Gallup, like considerably above Parker, and then down to McLaurin. But this well, week, I have Gallup, and then two spots later, I have McLaurin. Okay. Because I mean, he's going to get the volume. He's got Slay. They've got the the tough matchup with uh with Haskins not looking great. However, that said, they're still going to throw the ball. For all intents and purposes, they will be losing that game. Yeah, and they're well, going to be playing from behind and throwing it. And we saw last week that even when he was completely draped, he was still making ridiculous one-handed catches down the field. Right. So it's right. not like he doesn't have the skill set there. No, no, no. Uh, he's very talented. I'd love to, I love. He's yeah. one of those guys that I'm sort of sad that he has to play where. But we agree. I is. think of the three of those wide receivers, it's Gallup. It's Gallup. And then, we can argue about the other two if you want, but I'm playing Gallup. Yeah, I, I just you know my feelings on Devontae Parker. Like even with the increased workload, sure pass and a decent matchup. It's not a great matchup with Cleveland having like uh, he's going to go against probably Ward in that scenario. Don't really love that yeah. as much, but he's going to get a lot of volume. So that's the reason why you might want it. it there's going to be a lot of throwing in that Cleveland Miami game. Uh, so, but yeah, it's Gallup. So it would be Gallup and then, I guess, Andrews, if you're going by that odd metric, if we put him back in the equation, right? That would be the the consensus. Yeah. Yeah, so if you're going by, if look, if you're asking us to answer the question you asked in the way you asked it, the answer would be uh, Mark Andrews and Michael Gallup. I'd love to know what your other tight end is. Please, please write back right. with who your other tight end is, please, because I'd love to know. If it's Kelsey, all right. This is a weird one. 
the, these ones always get me because I really want to know what the rest of the roster is now. So this guy wants to pick up Jalen Samuels to play this week, assuming Connor doesn't go, which we both agree, if that's the case, Samuels top 10 play, right? Samuels to the moon. If uh, yeah. if if no Connor, Samuels all day. So if he wants to pick up Jalen Samuels. He's asking, who should I cut? Hollywood Brown, Curtis Samuel, Kareem Hunt, Darius Geis. What is your team? That's what I'm saying. Like, are you what? in some kind of eight-team league? That what do you, who's team is this? willing to throw those pieces away to get Jalen Samuels? Who are you playing against? <laughs> what does everybody else's team look like in this league that you're just sitting here with all these riches? Um, yeah, man, I don't know. There's nothing and, I want to cut on that list you gave me. In so, that scenario, I'd cut Kareem Hunt. Yeah, me too. To play, like, Geis is the guy. Curtis Samuel, I'm not a fan of. But, I mean, he's a depth wide receiver. Hollywood Brown, I'm definitely not cutting. No, I'm not cutting him. So, the, the argument is, Jalen Samuels, top 10 play this week. Yeah, that's great. And he's better than any of those guys this week. But when Connor comes back, I would take any of those guys over Jalen Samuels. So, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess it would be Hunt. Well, if you're going by just my rankings for this week, I have Hunt two spots higher than Geis, but that's a weekly ranking, not a rest-of-season ranking. And if I was going rest-of-season, I'd prefer Geis because I think he's going to get more involved, and also I think he's going to eventually keep that job. So the whole job, not the half a job Kareem Hunt has. So given that, I want to go Geis for, to stay on my team. So yeah, given the options that I've been presented with, I'm cutting Kareem Hunt to pick up uh, Jalen Samuels, and I guess I'm just praying that... Uh, that I can cut Jalen Samuels at some point when James Conner comes back and go pick Kareem Hunt back up. If it's, I hope, but yeah. probably, probably not going to happen, but I don't understand how your team works. So maybe this is a short, shallow league. So maybe it's possible, but he's the odd man out is Kareem Hunt, which is, which is strange. This one's closer. Dak Prescott or Matt Ryan. An embarrassment of riches, really. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, I've talked about this. For me, the Patriots actually have given up a decent amount of points to quarterbacks lately. I, I have Dak to, at QB2. Yeah, I just wanted um, to confirm it. I have Matt Ryan at QB3 and Dak at QB5. So, yeah, I, so you're slightly I, higher on Ryan this week. Playing Tampa Bay. That's all that is. It's, yep. it's at home versus the worst secondary in football. A team that everyone has passed on. Everyone. Love Calvin Ridley this week. Love Matt Ryan this week. Normally, I'd be closer to, to where you are with Dak. You know my feelings on Dak, my ride or die. One of my best shot calls all year. Can't can't do it Absolutely. with New England. Had to drop yep. him at five. So, what are you going to do? Got to go Matt Ryan. Uh, let's see. I know it's crazy, but Devontae Adams or Jamison Crowder? You're right, it is crazy. You're right, it Get is out crazy. Of here. Yeah. Get out of here. What Get are you doing? Here. Stop yeah. it. Yeah, this, uh, oh, this one's better. This is, this is perfect. Chris Godwin or Jamison Crowder? Thank you. Thank you. That is a real question. Put All Chris right. Godwin in his place. We're going to have to end the show. We're going to have to end the show because Steve's going to pass out from blood loss. Full PPR, by the way, if that swings you in any capacity. Oh, man. That is hilarious. Uh, I'm actually down on Chris Godwin this week, but I'm not. Duh. Why yeah, would you not? Uh, 
Well, I've been down if, on him. If you're but not just down on see. Chris Godwin, you're not paying attention. Yeah, no like, kidding. You know the people that we employ. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on over there. Wow, we're just doing performance reviews live on the show now. I like it. Yeah. Oh, that's because how we run right him. Now, that's how you run a business. In our staff consensus, that's Chris Godwin is somehow eight. Yeah, no. I have Chris Godwin so, at 17. I have Crowder at 24. Wide receiver rankings. Those are not flex rankings. Wide receiver rankings that time. Chris Godwin. I'm going to go Godwin. I'm going Godwin by a nose. I have a Crowder at 31. I'm slightly down on Crowder this week. But I have Godwin at 24. So there you go. Yeah. So it's not go. like I'm super high on Chris Godwin, but I would give him the edge over Jamison Crowder. But at least that's a real question because they do belong in the same area. At least at least the public is finally starting to turn on that, or at least they should be. Yeah, I've only got them separated by seven spots. But yeah, our, our uh, apparently everybody's getting a formal write-up uh, on, su- on Sunday after the Chris Godwin doesn't get to number eight. Look, after the big game that he had a few weeks back over the last three weeks i told i do all this recency bias uh data right what have you done for me lately and over the last three weeks chris godwin is averaging 10.2 points per game which puts him right around wide receiver 28 so if you're looking at chris godwin and still evaluating him based on his numbers that he put up in his three huge games at the beginning of the year you're doing it wrong yeah, that's fair. I actually had him down in the 20s last week, too. But this this week, I had him up at yeah. 17 because it's Atlanta, and I'm still not 100% sold that that defense is fixed. I mean, I don't know. Since the bye, yeah, yeah, I they know. have I been know. reborn. Let me put it to you this New way. New defensive coordinator. They got healthy. Let me put it this way. You smash them up this week, and you hold Tampa Bay, who scores a lot of points but never wins any games, to a bad number, I'll stop asking the question. Cause that, but they're all fair. division opponents. It's weird. Exactly. It's really weird because that they're all division games. And we always say, you don't want to put too much into these division games. And so they've looked reborn against divisional opponents. So what's going to happen when they play somebody that they don't know what they're going to do? I Who don't know. But this is another I don't division know. opponent. I know. So it's another I, divisional I opponent. It now. It's, <laughs> it, the, Falcons is, the Falcons is one of the most fascinating. We spent all that time talking about Chris Guy. We could have been talking about the, the rebirth of the Falcons. Just like and it's great because they can't possibly they're three and seven. It doesn't matter. They can't win anything. It doesn't matter. It's crazy. Win the rest of your games. Doesn't matter. You, you you're never gonna catch the Saints. Oh, it's hilarious. Uh, let's see. Brandon Cooks uh drop Robbie Anderson to pick him up, full PPR. Yes. Yeah, sure. It's like kind of like dropping one guy to it's like the same guy. It's almost like the Spider Man yeah. meme at this point, but I'd prefer Brandon Cooks. Uh, Tevin Coleman or Julian Edelman half point PPR. Edelman. See, you scoff at that like it's crazy. Uh, but the matchup is actually quite terrible for Julian Edelman this week. I believe in our man's. Look, I believe <laughs> I don't, too. I don't believe in Tom Brady throwing him the ball though. That's the that's the problem. No. See, that is the that thing is, is the... <laughs> like I put this is the lowest I've been on Julian Edelman all year, and I put I know, him a wide receiver eighteen. I know, I noticed it's it. I've just, still got him. I've still got him as a must start. I can't, I, I can't, I can't back off it now. Not after I've seen Dallas collapse or uh, Dallas secondary collapse against worse opponents than this. I'm just terrified of Tom Brady not being able to throw it. Vexes. Yeah, I think for me, if you gave me a better option, I'd be more willing to to sway it. But Tevin Coleman, 
I'm not doing after that. that. 40 has can't just do it. I can't do terrible. it. Terrible. No way. Like the I'll, Niners I will just have not die on the, the Julian ball. Edelman Hill and hope that he throws another passing touchdown before. Like I am not doing that. That you dance with the one who brung you sometimes, and this is one of those times. If those are my only two choices, I am not playing Tevin Coleman over Julian Edelman. I'm never going to be able to look, look myself in the mirror. All right, let's see. Um, standard scoring: Amari Cooper or Jamison Crowder? What is wrong with people? People <laughs> love Jamison Crowder. Apparently. They do. Well, Jamison Crowder's been on a heater. He's been on an absolute dice roll heater, man. Their schedule's terrible. They're just they're just heaving the ball around like they can't run the ball at all. Hardly. It's oh, this is a good one. Standard four-point passing touchdown: Rodgers versus San Francisco or Brissett versus the Texans. Well, I think I know how you're going to answer that. I think you would have Brissett Nakaqua. I sure and would. And I yep. have Brissett two spots higher than Rodgers. So I'm playing Brissett on Thursday night. Don't yep, like that it's the, on again, Thursday. But that's what I'm doing. It, it's a, Again, it's the matchup. It's the rushing floor. And Aaron Rodgers has been meh. All well, he's year. playing. That's a and he's bad playing good defense. matchup. That's a bad matchup right there for Rodgers. That screams. Like, we're going to try to run the ball with Aaron Jones a hundred times in that game and then throw dump-offs to Williams. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in that game. That could get really This could have been a spot for our big reveal, so we kind of wasted it. But Tannehill, Darnold, Foles, or Driscoll? We we, we already know how we're going to rate that Driscoll. How about of the other three? Ryan Tannehill, Sam Darnold, Nick Foles. Uh, I have Sam Darnold one spot ahead of Ryan Tannehill because I think that game becomes a weirdo shootout. But really? everybody hates Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, look at like that game. Go, I feel like it go total cake in the rain. But I, I'm telling you that I've got him in the same spot. You know what I mean? Like I think, but I, and I'm crazy for that according to every consensus I've seen so far because people hate Ryan Tannehill. Apparently, is what well, I learned. I've got Tannehill at 13. No, I know. I you, love I, you're the highest. Tannehill. You love. You're four spots higher than me on Tannehill, and I'm. Five spots clear of everybody else. Like, I, again, since he took over that offense, they've been more efficient. He's been better with the ball. He's the Jaguars aren't as tough as a def- or aren't as tough a matchup as no. they have uh, been no, in the past. So, yeah, normally I'm all about Nick Foles, but I'm, no, I'm Tannehill. I'm down on Foles. I'm down on Foles this week going against Tennessee. I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of that. I got Foles at 20. It's lower than normal. But I've got uh, I've got Tann- uh, Tannehill at 17. I would have had him higher, except I really, really, really feel like that game gets into a situation where Derrick Henry is just and just blasting into people, and he ends up with this massive number, and it kind of caps the Tannehill upside. Whereas Sam Darnold, by my math, they're right next to each other at this point because of the matchup that Darnold has against Oakland, and that's what the Jets have had to do the last couple weeks. They're just chucking the ball around and. I think he's going to end up with, you know, the same number he's been having, that weirdo kind of like 1820 type of neighborhood with point passing. So that's why I have them right there. But yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Steve. Why does everybody hate Ryan Tannehill? They're not paying attention. I guess it must. My theory they're is they're that... thinking of Ryan Tannehill from Miami and they're not yeah. watching what he's doing now. Well, that's the thing. Ryan Tannehill was hurt in Miami for pretty much most of it. And I've seen, we've seen him play and it's like, oh, he's not hurt at all. Look at him run. <laughs> like that's the fastest I've seen Ryan Tannehill run in three years. But thank so. you to everybody on the fantasy life app for responding. Uh, if we didn't get to you, sorry, maybe again on Friday. We'll, we'll do th- We'll do this again. We'll bring it keep, back at some point. Keep, keep chucking it. We'll keep throwing them up there. But, uh, keep but we appreciate you all listening. We appreciate you uh, getting your questions in. 
thank you, Neil, for joining me as always. You can find him at nonsense underscore Neil. You can find me at nonsense underscore Steve. Follow everything on importantnonsense.com. And until Friday, just keep up the nonsense. Have a week. Music for the Important Nonsense podcast is provided by Benjamin Banger, Tritachion, and Admiral Bob. Thank you for listening, and be sure to keep up with all the latest content on importantnonsense.com.